Welcome to the Shalhaba Community Church Podcast. We hope you're encouraged by the following message. Well, this morning it's my uh, privilege to talk about the unshakable life. And we've been talking about the unshakable life, this series. And we've gone through a number of things. We've had the unshakable life, the unshakable hunger. Um, we've had having Jesus as Lord of our lives. Um, and this morning we're going to be talking about the unshakable mission. And um, before I start, I just want to... No, no, that's all. Oh, right. I can't get away with not using some sort of guide. There should be a bag there as well. Sit on your legs. And this one. Okay. The unshakable mission. The unshakable life helps others find and follow Jesus. Now, I need two people, two volunteers. Yeah, one over there. Up you come. Another one, another volunteer. You will not hurt yourself, I guarantee you. Okay, up you come. All right. Don't be shy up on stage. Okay, we've got two envelopes here, and I want you to pick one of them. Okay, that's yours. Want to open up for me? I might just read it out so everyone knows what's going on. Okay. Your mission, should you choose to accept, is to grab an apple out of this bucket whilst only using your mouth within 30 seconds. You want to accept? Okay. Excellent. Sorry. This note will self-destruct. As, as soon as I can burn it. There we go. All right, all right. All right. Okay. Here we go. I've given you three chances, all right? Three apples. Still burning. I've got a bucket of water here. <laughs> okay, might just get the, put this on the table. Might be easier for you, hey? You can see I thought this out really good. Okay. Okay, here we go. Thirty seconds. Okay, here we go. Ready, set, go. One, two, three, four. Oh, well done. Well done. And just for that, after service, I'll give you a free drink in the cafe. Well done. Okay, Roseanne, what's yours? 
Okay. Your mission, should you choose to accept, is to hold this broom up high, turn around 10 times with your eyes open, then jump over the broom five times in five seconds. <laughs> Do you accept? Yeah. Okay. Don't hurt yourself. Where you go. No, nah, you got to turn around. Not the broom. No, you got to turn around like this. You're good. <laughs> okay, that's, that's enough. That's enough. Okay, go and put it down on the ground. All right, jump over it Ten, five times. One, two, three, four, five. Well done. Well done. You need a hand getting down? All right. Don't fall over. Well done. You also, after service, get a free drink. Okay. That's something trivial. Now, there's some things in life. I might need that. Here we go. There we go. Is that better? Okay. There's some things in life which we do which are easy. Some things we do in life which are a challenge. Some things we do in life that we're experienced in. Some things we do in life that we fumble and stumble along the way. Some things in life that we do are trivial, like pulling apples out of a bucket. <laughs> and there are some things we do in life that have eternal consequences. The unshakable mission, the unshakable life helps others find and follow Jesus. This is a mission we, in which we all can and should take part in. So Mission Impossible, Ethan Hunt, if, you, if, you, if you're a fan of all the movies, Ethan Hunt is this guy that, I don't know, he's qualified just to do stupid things. <laughs> and, he, and he gets out of these most crazy situations, but he's given this choice. Ethan Hunt, this is the mission. Should you choose to accept, then... Lullaby. And you know what? Jesus has given us a mission. Do you believe that? Jesus has given us a mission in life. When Jesus entered human history and began his ministry, he invited us into this mission. He made it very clear. And what is this mission for us? It's to go and make disciples. Jesus said it himself, as we're going to see. In other words, the mission is to go help others become disciples and then disciple. And there's three things. The call to be, the call to deny, to deny, and the call to go. And we're going to look at these three things this morning. So the first point in living the unshakable mission is that we first need to be a disciple. You can't go and make disciples unless you're one first. In Mark 1, 16 to 20. It says, One day as Jesus was walking along the shore of the Sea of Galilee, he saw Simon and his brother Andrew throwing a net into the water, for they fished for a living. Jesus called out to them, Come, follow me, 
and I will show you how to fish for people. And they left their nets at once and followed him. A little farther up the shore, Jesus saw Zebedee's son, James and John, in a boat, repairing their nets. He called them at once, and they also followed him, leaving their father, Zebedee, in the boat with the hired men. Now these men started the early church. Once Jesus died, these men were entrusted with the gospel. These guys were entrusted to advance God's kingdom. But they first had to be disciples, didn't they? Before they could go and make disciples, they first had to be disciples. The call was to follow Jesus. There was three things that they did, three life changes that they made. The first was that they had to leave the nets. They left the nets. Jesus said to them, follow me and I'll make you become fishers of men. And immediately they left their nets and followed him. Following Jesus, you can't stay with your former way of life. You've got to leave what you had and follow Jesus. You've got to leave those things that were entrapping you, ensnaring you, and follow him instead. Throughout the Gospels, Jesus continually teaches that discipleship requires a fundamental shift of loyalty. Whatever once had our utmost loyalty, whether it was our our family, our careers, our, our desires, our dreams, our, our footy teams, those things which were placed above Jesus, they now have got to come below Jesus. Jesus is our Lord. He's our Saviour. He's first, he's foremost. To be a disciple is to let Jesus become your new source of security and identity. We'll leave our former life behind. And the second thing that they, that they had to do was to take up their cross. In Mark eight thirty four, Jesus said, "Then calling, then calling the crowd to join his disciples, he said, "If any of you wants to be my follower, you must turn from your selfish ways, take up your cross, and follow me." In other versions, it says, "If if you want to be my follower, you must deny yourself, take up your cross, and follow me." Now, to turn from your selfish ways or to deny yourself, I understand that. To follow someone, yeah, I understand that. But what does it mean to take up your cross? What does it mean to take up your cross? And I want to illustrate something this morning. When Jesus bore, when Jesus had been whipped and he'd been cursed and he'd been spat upon and he'd been lashed, body was broken, bruised, he was forced to carry a cross. And it would have been something like this, probably a bit bigger. And I don't know how far he would have had to have gone, but I'm struggling a bit here. But he would have carried something like this under the watchful eye of the Roman guards. Something like this. And he was carrying a cross for you and I. He was bearing our cross. The cross that we should have. 
when Jesus is talking to these disciples at that point in time when he said, take up your cross, he'd been talking to them about his death and resurrection. He'd been talking to them about what he was going to do for you and I. And what he was talking about in taking up your cross is that when he was carrying that cross, he was as good as dead. Because the Roman guards were not going to let him get away. Carrying that cross was on the way to, to Golgotha, and then he physically died there. But when, when you're carrying that cross, there's, there's no escape. <laughs> you've already been tried. You've already been sentenced. Death is close. What does it mean for us? Do we actually take up a cross? No. But what Jesus is saying is that when we take up our cross, we're saying, God, I'm going to die to my former way of living. I'm going to die to what I used to do. God, I'm going to choose to live for you. To take up your cross means that you consider that your life is no longer yours. You've died to what you want to do, to what you had formerly lived your selfish ways. And now, you're going to have life in Jesus. We are not to live for ourselves any longer to simply satisfy our own needs. And the third thing that they talked about was that in our life, we become alive in God. So we consider ourselves dead, we take up our cross, and now we consider ourselves alive in God. In Romans 6, 10 to 11, Paul states, For the death he died, he died to sin once for all, but the life he lives, he lives to God. So you also must consider yourselves dead to sin and alive to God in Christ Jesus. The life of a disciple involves giving up what we want and being led by God to do what he desires. Jesus says that this act of lift, lifting up our cross onto our shoulders and following him will be a process of discovering true life. It may not be easy at times, but yet there is life forevermore. The call to be a disciple is the call to follow Jesus in his example. In Romans 6, Paul shows us that we can become alive in God. Think of that, alive in God. Alive in God. The unshakable mission. The unshakable life helps others find and follow Jesus. So the second main point I want to share this morning in that in living an unshakable life and having the unshakable mission is that we do what God wants, not what we want. It's a call to deny. Again, Mark 8, 34, 38. Then calling the crowd to join his disciples, he said, If any of you wants to be my follower, you must turn from your selfish ways, take up your cross and follow me. If you try to hang on to your life, you will lose it. But if you give up your life for my sake and for the sake of the good news, you will save it. And what do you benefit if you gain the whole world but lose your own soul? Is anything worth more than your soul? If anyone is ashamed of me and my message in these adulterous and sinful days, the Son of Man will be ashamed of that person when he returns in the glory 
of his father with the holy angels. Jesus makes it plain about what's required to be one of his disciples. It's a life of self-denial. We live for God. (laughs) We don't live for ourselves anymore. We live for God. And that's not something which is heavy. Burden. Jesus said, my burden is easy. My yoke, my yoke is easy. My burden is light. What does it mean to deny? I looked it up in the Greek. And the Greek word was a, a paranoia. And it meant, I deny, disown, disregard. I reject what was originally there. I strongly reject. I refuse to recognize the original source. I ignore. So that's the thing, to deny it means I ignore, I reject, I refuse to go back to my former ways. Remember when Shane was preaching a couple of weeks back, we talked about Jesus being Lord? Not just a saviour, but he's our Lord, he's our master. We no longer live for ourselves, but we choose to live for God. And to pick up, to pick up the cross, what does it mean? It means to, to raise, to lift up, to take away, to remove. So Jesus states we must turn from our selfish ways, we must take up our cross and follow him. We're involved in the process. We play a part in this. <laughs> we choose. It's our choice to pick up the cross. We choose to deny ourselves. We choose to, to live a certain way. So why would you want to do it? <laughs> why? Well, in 1 Peter... We do it for the for we know the joy of knowing Jesus and his Father. A joy which Peter calls inexpressible and glorious. To know God. To know God Almighty, the, the God that made the heavens and the earth. <laughs> wow, what a privilege. What a fantastic thing. How great is that? That the God who knows everything, past, present, future. He allows us to some extent by His grace to know Him, to come close to Him. That is such a fantastic, wonderful thing. (laughs) To know God in such a way that you can call Him Daddy. You can call Him Abba Father. You can pray, you can talk. All the worries that we have, we can give to Him. And what does He give us instead? (laughs) His spirit, His peace, His joy, His self-control, His gentleness, His faithfulness. (laughs) Denying ourselves and taking up our cross, that's nothing compared to what we receive. (laughs) Compared to what we receive by His grace. Jesus name above all names how good is that Jesus the the son of God who died for us it's it's not a burden (laughs) it's no no hassle it costs us yes absolutely that's why Paul says in in, in, uh, I think it's um, 1 Corinthians we're bought at a price by his blood but it's such a fantastic thing 1 Peter 1.8 states, Though you have not seen him, you love him. And even though you do not see him now, you believe in him and are filled with an expressible and glorious joy. (laughs) 
through Jesus, the Son of God, we can have a relationship with God Almighty. There is, there's nothing that we can do to earn salvation. It's by His grace, but it will cost our lives. This is the meaning of Jesus being both Lord and Saviour. Taking up our cross does not mean we have additional burdens. Jesus said his burdens are easy and light. Taking up our cross represents that we consider that our former life is gone. We're not to live for ourselves any longer. We're to live for him. In Colossians 2, 6-7 it says, Therefore, as you receive Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in him, rooted and built up in him, and established in the faith, just as you were taught, abounding in thanksgiving. We're to be just rooted in Jesus. When, I don't like gardening, but when, when Suzanne makes me garden, <laughs> she makes me dig these rotten holes. <laughs> and there we live in Shell Cove, and it's just clay, you know? It's just clay, and there's rocks, and I get the spade out, and <laughs> nine times out of ten, the, the shovel goes in, and I hit a rock. It's like, oh. <laughs> so I get the pick out and I dig down <laughs> but I know that once those jolly plants go in there <laughs> they're not going out <laughs> they're rooted in that ground <laughs> and where we are in Shell Cove I remember the, the southerly that came through on was it Friday or whatever it was it was pretty strong and they're bending over like that but they're not going anywhere because <laughs> they're in the ground <laughs> And it's like that with us. No matter what comes our way, <laughs> we're in the ground because of Jesus. We're rooted and built in Him, in the ground, so to speak. So what does a life with Jesus as Lord look like? Well, Shane shared with us a few weeks back. The first one was worship. The first response to Jesus as Lord is becoming. Jesus is the ultimate thing in our lives. Not our careers, not our families, not our sporting endeavours. Not our sporting teams. For you rugby fans. <laughs> but Jesus. It doesn't mean that we just disregard all those things. Yeah, love my sport. Love my footy. Love my cricket. Love my running. But <laughs> it's not number one. The second thing, cost. Cost means bearing our cross. Crucifixion is a shocking metaphor for following Jesus, but it highlights that we put to death our old way of life. Counting the cost is best done in the light of what Jesus did for us. And finally, surrender. Shane talked to us about surrender. We surrender our lives to Him. So the unshakable mission is that we do what God wants. We deny our former way of doing things. The unshakable life. We help others find and follow Jesus. So my third and final point this morning is that living the unshakable mission is that we go. So we become a disciple, we deny ourselves, and then we go. What I love about being in Australia is that the nations have come to us. <laughs> I love Australia. I love this place. All the nations are here and we're all living together in harmony. We can go into nations just by 
going within a 20k radius of this place right here right now the nations are here I applaud people who go overseas absolutely no I applaud people who, who are missionaries and go into these places where I don't want to go I'm more than willing to, to finance those people <laughs> but God tells us where to go Let's read the Great Commission. Matthew 28. You know it's called it's the Great Commission, not the Great su Suggestion? <laughs> Matthew 28, 16. Then the eleven disciples left for Galilee, going to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. When they saw him, they worshipped him. But some of them doubted. Jesus has risen from the dead and still some doubt. When you're talking to people, when you go and you present Jesus to them, some stupid people are still going to doubt. It happened to Jesus with the disciples. So don't, don't get hung up on that. When we go, just Jesus. Sow the seed. Jesus came and told his disciples, I have been given all authority in heaven and on earth. Therefore, go and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I have given you. And be sure of this, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. the Great Commission let's break this down further why all authority has been given to you <laughs> if you're in Christ and you have Holy Spirit inside of you the authority that was given to Jesus has been given to you what we go and make disciples as we go about our day to their lives we go with a, a renewed sense of purpose to help others find and follow Jesus. We don't wait for them to come to us. So why all authority has been given? What? We go and make disciples. Who? All nations. We go to everyone. How? Baptizing and teaching them to observe. The key elements of the discipleship process. Notice here, we're, we're not just to teach them, but we're supposed to lead people so they obey and make Jesus Lord of their lives. Remember, I am with you always. Jesus promised to us as we faithfully go and make disciples, he will be with us by his spirit. Within these few verses, we see tremendous clarity on the motivation, mission and method in making disciples. Say after me, Jesus is with me always. Jesus is with me always. Huh. All authority in heaven and earth is with me. Huh. You get that? All authority. Spiritual authority. All spiritual authority in heaven and in earth is with you. So what does it mean to go? 
you have to be a Bible scholar? Do you have to have gone through a, a 10-week training course? No. All you need is a testimony. <laughs> What's a testimony? It's just your personal story, your personal account of how God's changed your life for the good. That's all you need. And I would encourage you to have your testimony down to a two-minute time frame. It doesn't have to be this big half an hour session of, you know, this happened on the 5th of October, then on 11th of November this happened, and, and then God spoke to me here, and then, you know, I was, I was led this way and that way. No. Just something simple, two minutes. For me, I'd probably say, before I was sold out to God, I was so insecure. I used to say and do things just to be accepted by people. When I was a kid, I used to get into a bit of trouble, not too much, just a bit, just so I could fit in. But now, since God is number one in my life, I'm not insecure. <laughs> I know that I'm loved, I know that I'm cherished. With God, I know that I'm forgiven. No matter what I've done in the past, no matter what I do in the future, I'm forgiven because God loves me. And I know that He has good plans for me. His peace is so real. There's some things in life which haven't been easy. Since becoming a Christian, has life been perfect? No. But in those times where all hell breaks loose, I know that His presence is with me. His peace is with me. And it goes beyond my understanding sometimes. We can have heaven right now through Jesus. And I know that he can, you can have heaven right now too if you accept Him. I know that now I'm completing God because I have God with me. Testimony. As simple as that. No great theology, no, you know. I encourage you, work if, if, just to work on your testimony. Just something as simple as that. So when you go and give your testimony, you share Jesus, what he's done. And I also encourage you to be intent on discipling one other person. We had this early in the year. This is a great resource. If you want to disciple someone, I'd encourage you, use this book. You don't have to know the Bible inside out. It's just a great resource. It's, it's short, it's sharp, it's Bible-based. But even if you don't want to use this, I love the saying, you don't have to be in front of the person in the Bible on one page. <laughs> In other words, as long as you're one step ahead, just disciple people. Don't wait. Just disciple. The unshakable mission, the unshakable life helps others find and follow Jesus. So as the music team comes up this morning, just want to recap. The unshakable life helps others find and follow Jesus. God, by His grace, has given us a commission, not a suggestion, a commission. That what he's done for us is so great that we have a part to play. We choose to play a part in this great, great commission. The unshakable life helps others find and follow Jesus. You know, the love of God is not something that we should just keep for ourselves. Because God did not keep his love for himself. He sent Jesus to us. He sent Jesus to die for us. 
He sent Jesus to pay the price on that cross. As Jesus walked with that cross for you and I, he did it for us. And in the act of us denying our former way of life, we don't have to go through what he did. The price has been paid. So our mission is to firstly become a follower of Jesus. Secondly, deny ourselves as we pursue him. And in losing our life, we gain so much more. And lastly, we've got to go and help others do the same. The mission, should you choose to accept, is to go and help others follow Jesus. You bow your heads. Heavenly Father, I just thank you that you sent your son, Jesus. Jesus, we are so grateful. You represent God's love to us. That the grace that has been given to us through Jesus is available to us. God, help us not to hold on to it just for ourselves. But God, as we go about our day-to-day lives, I pray that for each person this week, you would help them make disciples. You would help them go into our community. You would them go into their streets, into their workplaces, into their schools, unis, catch up with friends, mates. And they would help others find Jesus. Because you are worthy, God, to be found. It says in your word, Lord, that those who ask, those that seek, those that knock, they will find. God, help us this week. Lord, just to to go about our, our week. And Lord, help us to live for you. Lord, for those people this morning that would say, God, I haven't really denied my former way of life. Lord, just pray for these people. Lord, help them, Lord. Help them to just be sold out for you. In Jesus' name. And if, if there's people in this place that you've never said yes to Jesus, you've never said, yes, Jesus, I'm going to follow you. I'd love to pray with you after the service. Just come up after the service and I'd love just to talk with you and and speak with you and we can say a prayer together. Amen.